A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Decluttering Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Kirsty Frugia from Feels Like Home Professional Organisers. And I'm Amy Ravel from Simply Organised. We can't wait to share with you all our tips and tricks to help you declutter and keep your home and family organised. If you'd like to engage with the podcast further, you can find us at The Art of Decluttering on Facebook. Let's get started. You've joined us for episode 66 of The Art of Decluttering. Today we'll be talking about decluttering and organising your space after children have moved out, your grown children. How do we, what are we doing for this? Well, I think we're calling it grown children, but what we're really talking about, we're going we're gonna to talk to children who either still live at home or, so we're talking adult children. Yes. Your adult children who still live at home or your adult children who don't live at home but are treating your house like a storage unit. And, and we're going to talk to you. That's right. As parents, how do you who do have that? grown children? Yes. So <laughs> this was a episode request. Sorry, a listener request from Owen Gray. So I just love this. I think a really. So it, this was the premise: when grown children, full-time working adults, stay at home, leave their stuff at home, or assume the parents' house is for storage. <laughs> what What age were you when you moved out of home, Kirst? I moved out of home first when I was just twenty-one. And then I came back from overseas for a, and lived at home for another year and then moved out again. Okay. I was similar. I moved out at 21. You got married at got 21. Got married at 21. Then. So you like fully moved out. Never. Mm-hmm. But I... And you haven't ever moved back in with your parents? No. Because you were building or anything like no, that? No, that's right. And when I moved out, I took everything that was mine. So I did not leave, hey, mum and dad, I'm moving into a one bedroom unit, which we were, Hey, can I leave all my old schoolwork with you? Can I leave my old uni notes with you? Didn't leave a thing. Didn't even leave a board game. Like I took everything that was mine, um, not spitefully, not like, hey, that's mine. I'm taking that with me. But I didn't want to then feel like I was in two places. I just wanted to start your leave. New life. That's right. Like take the things that were mine and not assume that my parents, who still had four children living at home, would have room or inclination to store it for me. I think I was very fortunate and unfortunate that when I moved out of home, we had a huge house. Like it was a six bedroom house. Wow. So we all had our own bedrooms. Mm. There was nobody sharing. And so when I moved out and moved overseas for two years, my bedroom stayed my bedroom, I think. Ah. It didn't become, I'm not actually, it's such a long time ago, I can't remember. But, but you probably would remember if you had to come back and like, pack up the games room and make it into a bedroom again. No, that's why I think that I think yep. it stayed my room. I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah, the day I moved out, my room was taken Reclaimed. over because there was 
too many kids and I had my own room. So my sister got her own room for the first time ever. Yeah, and you were getting married. Yeah, I you wasn't coming back. You were never coming back, <laughs> hopefully. Yes. You know, and that was the intention, that you were never coming back. That's Whereas right. I was going overseas for, uh, in the grand scheme of things, a short period of time. Yeah. And they never knew when I was coming back. Like it was always... When so you would have left a lot of your stuff then because you were just backpacking, Oh, yeah, I was I just assume? backpacking. Yeah. When I moved out the second time, though, again... I think I still left stuff at home, but mm. not. Do you have anything at your parents' home anymore? I don't think so. And if I do, it is not intentional. Yeah. Yep. It is. Because your parents have moved house since. Yes. And that does make a big difference. Yes. And so if I have anything at home still, it is because I clearly haven't needed it in the last. Everybody's forgotten about it. 14 years of being married and then. You know, 17 years of being out of home. Yep. This is not the case for everybody, though. No. And lots of people now are at home until they're in their 30s. That's not unusual anymore, um, sometimes even older, or that people would come back and live with parents. So post a divorce or post something going on, losing their job, that they would actually come back, stay with their parents for a period of time, and why they reestablish themselves often or go through a life change um, and then might go out again on their own. And every family is unique. Correct. For instance, your family needed your spare room. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you've only got one or two children, then you don't necessarily, as soon as they move out at 21, downsize to a two-bedroom unit so they can never live with you again. That's right. And some people would have their kids move out and their parents would move in. Yes. Or they would have a family home where multi-generations live. So in that case, you still have to be aware, though, of what you're keeping in the family home and assuming... And I think this is where we're heading to with this conversation is that when you're an adult, you need to start adulting. Mm. which means you need to start taking responsibility for your possessions and not assuming that it's somebody else's responsibility to care for, to store, to restore, to rehouse, <laughs> to move, to pay for movers of your stuff. That's right, because for everything you leave at your parents' house, there's less room for them and they have clutter that they aren't in control over. And I've had lots and lots and lots of clients who have said, well, I would love to get rid of all these boxes, but they're actually my daughter's from when she moved out 10 years ago. So I don't have permission to go through those. Even though I want to reclaim my garage, I'm still tied to her decision on those boxes. Yes. And what do you say to those precious clients? Call your daughter right now and ask her if she wants them and give her a time frame. Yes. I would love you to come and collect those in the next four weeks. Otherwise, I am going to either drop them off or you, that's you giving me permission to get rid of them. Yes. Do you do you have a different take? No, not at all. That would be the same for adult children or um, tenants who have lived in your home. Ex-partners. Like, yeah, ex-partners or boarders or anybody who has lived in your home that has less, left a possession there. Mm -hmm. I think it is perfectly acceptable to say hey, didn't realise or did realise, you still have stuff here. Can you please set a time frame for coming to get it? Otherwise, we will be taking it to the op shop for, on your behalf yeah. or we will be going through it and getting rid of stuff. 
And that's okay. I think people just feel like well, you can't do that. It's not yours. But no, it's been left at your place in your responsibility for you to make decisions about it. So be loving and be gracious. And generous. Like you don't need but to say But it's also okay tomorrow. to have boundaries. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think that that is asking your children to start adulting. Yeah, and treat them like adults. Don't treat them in that parent-child relationship. And sometimes children need new expectations set because maybe when they were 19 and went backpacking, you were okay with them leaving their uni books at your house or their bed and fridge. Maybe that was cool, but when they're 35, you don't want that anymore. So don't assume that they know better because sometimes the kids then assume mum and dad were fine with it last time. They've got the space. Why would they not be okay with me doing that? Yes. So I think sometimes you just need to re-clarify the circumstances and the relationship to make sure it's equal standing adult conversation. Excellent. What about if you do are, do have children who are still continuing to live at home? Mm-hmm. What about expectations that we can have on mm-hmm. adult children who still live at home? We were talking about that over lunch, weren't we? Um, I think it's really important to set your kids up for a well-balanced, respectable life. And allowing them to freeload is not setting them up for that. Now, you may choose to be very gracious. You may love cooking and you may say to them, you know what, you don't need to cook. But maybe they can take on the responsibility of the bins or the cleaning or paying for the food or (laughs) doing the groceries. I think... Yeah, what what do you think, Kirst? <laughs> I think that every family is unique and different. However, I think that as parents, it can be really hard to transition to that adult-adult relationship and even late teens adult relationship. Yes. We had a um, rule in my family growing up that as soon as you started working full-time and were earning money, you contributed financially to the family. I love that. So you started paying board. And that was the same case in my husband's family as well. Mm -hmm. So that was where you were lucky in that way that we both had the similar family. And do you both come out of that thinking we will do the same? Yes. Okay, great. And that's where I'm like, that's yeah. where we're really lucky because we're both on the same page yep. that our parents expected us to pay board. Neither of our families were very well off, couldn't really afford to be paying for loads of food mm-hmm. or and lo- without some contribution from adult children. Yep. Um, they didn't, they didn't need it, need it, but, but both they of probably us didn't... had an expectation yes. that we're setting you up for life outside of our home. Yeah, they were You're... doing it for your best interest, yes. not theirs. Yes, definitely. You'll need to pay board one day. Like You'll need to pay rent one day. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to pay your own way in life somehow. So start practicing, kiddo. I've always thought, so we, we never paid board um, and none of my sisters have ever paid board to my parents. And that was their choice and that was talked about and that was what they decided. But I love the idea I've heard of people... Um, charging their kids board, but then when they buy their first house, like giving them back as a as a lump sum payment to say, actually, I wasn't doing that because I needed your $80 a week. I was doing that to teach you the discipline and to give you the life experience, but this is a gift to you now. So not so much returning it as in gifting it back. Yes. And 
totally only if that is your financial choice. Yeah, exactly. If you need the money, That's take reasonable. the money and spend it on food. Yeah. <laughs> Well, go on a holiday to have a break from the 23-year-old that's living on your lounge. Or the 33-year-old. Because <laughs> <laughs> I often, from coming from a financial planning background and accounting background, I often think about the, the financial implications mm. of you spending money on children who are adults and who are bringing in income. It's totally fine if they've lost their job for a certain period of time or if they're studying uni mm-hmm. and they've got other commitments that's i'm not asking i'm not suggesting that people charge their children ridiculous sums of board when they can't get a job and they've been busting their bottom to get a job yeah maybe if they're sitting on the couch playing fortnite all afternoon all day every day maybe that can be a challenge in itself. Like, how do you motivate your adult children to start adulting? Yeah. But if they're earning a wage, and even if they're saving for their own home, I know this is a, a very common thing that I mm. get pushed back on. They're like, oh, but we want to help them. I'm like, that's beautiful and kind and loving. But what about your own future? Yeah. What about your own retirement? You letting your children live at home for 10 more years than they need to are they saving for a house Mm. or are they spending their disposable income because they don't need to save Save a house (laughs) yeah and even if they're saving for a house what and even if you're not um tied to financially you know even if you're not asking for money how else are they contributing to the family Mm. Mm. how else are they you know how else are they helping are they doing chores or you know and when they're adults it's not chores it's it's just life Life. <laughs> it's not chores. It's just what's required to adult. Adult. Or ch- child. Live. Live. Everybody needs clean clothes. Don't expect your mother to be doing all your cleaning. Have you got a wardrobe full of clothes but somehow nothing to wear? Would you love to open your wardrobe and know that no matter what you pick, you'll love it? Join our free five-day wardrobe declutter challenge. It starts on the 1st of October 2018. Just visit theartofdecluttering.com.au forward slash challenge. The first step to creating a wardrobe you love is decluttering the stuff that you don't. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. My, when we moved out of um, one of our, we were in a rental property and we were maybe four years married. I just found out I was pregnant and they put our rent up. And at the same time, my husband had gone back to uni full time. So I think from memory, it was put up by $10 a week and that was enough that we had to leave. We were in such a tight financial position that we were like, oh, $10 a week. And we sat with our budget and we got advice and we were like, there's no way we can make that work. So we moved out. I mean, now it seems ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and I it's think a reality. It, it was, was reality, but oh. it just seems so bizarre that $10 could make or break you. And it did. It broke us. Yes. So we had to move out of our rental because we just couldn't afford it. And my husband's parents allowed us to stay in one of their investment properties. And beautifully, they charged us $100 a week to stay there and we were there for nine months I had my firstborn when we lived at that house and so it was such a gift to us I think more so than if they'd said just stay there for free which they could have done you know they weren't charging us a hundred dollars because they needed it I really think that they were thinking in our best interest like if we get out of the habit of paying any rent at all it's really hard to get back into that habit and so that was an amazing nine months where we just knew that we could breathe Mm. where my husband was studying full-time. We'd paid upfront fees for his uni course. So it was a lovely breathing space and a great gift to us. And there is totally a time and a place to be gracious and generous to your children. A lot of that is before they're 18. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not when they're 35. Yes, and, and of course, if they're building a house and they're coming home with their five children to live in your home. <laughs> but... You know, if they're already parents, they often know how to pull their fair share. Yeah. I think we're more talking about go on, 35-year-old people who are leeching off their parents. <laughs> so Harsh. Children. And by children, we mean adult. adult working children. If you move out, take your stuff with you. Definitely. If you are adulting or meant to be adulting and if you're still living at home please help your parents please contribute around the house cook a meal buy the groceries do the cleaning wash the cars mow the lawn do everything you can to help your parents and if they don't want to accept board like my parents didn't want yes. to accept board you could pay for a cleaner. You don't have to clean, but if you've got disposable income, why don't you pay for a cleaner? Or why don't you send your to parents go on to holidays? go <laughs> <laughs> out right out of my mouth, but <laughs> why don't you pay for your parents to go out for dinner once a month? Mm. You know, okay, grown adult children. If you have too much stuff, declutter it. Yes. Go back and listen to all our other 65 episodes on decluttering. And then you'll find it so much easier to move out of home. Then you might think that you could actually move into a one-bedroom apartment instead of having thinking that you've got too much stuff that you need to definitely 
like rent a two bedroom house or or get a storage unit for or get a storage unit if you're going traveling grown children consider what you can sell to actually help fund your trip so you can have more experiences while you travel rather than storing furniture perhaps at your parents house so if you bought a lovely lounge suite maybe it's time to sell it and do an amazing experience in thailand rather than store it at your parents house to come back to and maybe it's not an amazing couch as amazing as you thought it was when you can experience an experience instead. Yes. Or don't use your parents' house necessarily. If you get a storage pod. Yeah. Get a storage pod. Store it somewhere. If you are that keen on keeping the couch. Unless of course your parents need it. Or your friends need it. Lend yeah. it to your friends. Yeah. Say, hey, I'm going travelling for a year. You want to borrow this for a year? You can rent it off me. Then 50 you can bucks, still, it's all yours. Yep. Then you can still have that amazing experience in Thailand as well. And if you do need to move home after living out of home for a while, so you feel like you're established, you've got a washing machine, a microwave, you've got a bed, you've got bedside tables, you've got all that kind of stuff, you've got a lawnmower, consider hiring one of those storage pods where you can keep all that excess furniture rather than trying to fit it into the house that you're moving into. Because it does feel cluttered when two housefuls of stuff <laughs> combine into one. So it could be really gracious of you to just hire a pod and um, have that off-site till you're back in your own house. Mm. It's okay to say no. As a parent, when your child asks you something that you don't want to say yes to, it's okay to say no. It's okay to say actually... I don't feel like it's good for our relationship for you to move back in. Let's think of another option. How could we overcome that? Is there a, is there a, a one-bedroom rental that we could organise for you? Could you board with a friend? It's okay to say no. Or can we put boundaries on it? Sure. Yeah. You can move in for a month. That's right. And then I want – let's have separate lounge rooms. And let's have – let's divvy up what the chores are going to be or the cooking, that kind of thing. Yes. Set boundaries around it. Parents, here's another challenge to you. Please consider how you use your words to speak to your children about their stuff. If they have chosen to leave their stuff at your house and have told you that they are happy for you to get rid of it, get rid of it. Like, don't guilt trip them into taking it into their house. If they've chosen a different lifestyle to you, if they've chosen minimalism, or if they've chosen clutter and you've chosen minimalism, have conversations with them for sure. But don't guilt trip your children into taking things from you that they don't necessarily want. That's a great point. Even when it's like mum and dad are upgrading their fridge... And they say, hey, kids, do you want our old fridge? If they say no, even though your fridge is better than theirs, that's totally okay too. Or if you upgrade your lounge suite and they don't like your old lounge suite and they say no, find someone else to give it to that does need it or want it rather than feeling like you should try and convince them so that you feel better about your upgrade and you feel like you're providing for your children because they're happy. Even as much as I know we a few weeks ago we had Mandy in here, our beautiful listener Mandy, and her, she was telling a story about how her grandmother brought all this crockery out from Hungary and her dad had said to her, you have to keep that. And then her, pa and then her father has passed away and she now feels 
She made a promise to her dad. She made a promise to her dad that she feels obligated to keep, even though she doesn't necessarily have any attachment to this crockery set, is the vibe that I got. Agreed. Yep. 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 So she has got this huge crockery set, isn't it? A full crockery set. Full crockery set that she has only, she has no sentimental tie to it. It is only out of promise that she is keeping that. Don't do that to your children. Mandy's dad was a beautiful man and I am honouring him and I think he raised a beautiful, beautiful daughter. However, learn from this lesson. Don't guilt trip your children into keeping something. Tell them stories about your mum. Tell stories about the crockery set. Offer them the crockery set. Offer them the crockery set. Tell them stories about the person who owned the something and give them some beautiful memories to hold without holding on to a possession. I have a friend. Only one? (laughs) (laughs) Who was told about a particular item that was um, important to their mum. If you get rid of that, I'll never speak to you again. Even though she wasn't interested in keeping it. Like, that's really difficult. It is. And it's unnecessary because it puts a burden on a relationship that's completely unnecessary. Yes. But won't take the item back. Wow. That is why I want to encourage you as parents to choose your words carefully when you speak to your children. If you're very sentimental, that is so awesome for you. Don't place any expectations or burdens on your children that are unnecessary. Is my loving advice to you. And I please hope, please hear the love that I have for you And I know that it can be very hard when that is the voice that you've had in your head from your parents, from your grandparents. Um, So I hope that you can hear the love I have. (laughs) Awesome. I've got one more thing to talk about, Kirst. And that is when parents keep their kids' toys with the aim of keeping it till they have grandchildren come along. Yes. So many people do it. But the toys are often not in great condition. It's the memories of like playing that game with their children that they want to carry that on to. And so if you're going to do that, a couple of things I would say is just keep stuff that's in good condition and is not going to deteriorate. And the other thing is clean it before you store it. Excellent. Because sometimes some of the stuff that I have uncovered with clients that are keeping for their grandchildren is so grotty that you wouldn't let your children near it. Yes. And... Think about things like, for instance, don't necessarily keep a Monopoly game because Monopoly, as we have seen, is never going out of fashion. No, they're just bringing out cooler versions. Yes. So you will be able to buy a Monopoly game in 20 years time when your grandchildren come along or in 10 years time or two years time you'll be able to replace that and as much as it sounds like a waste of money it's not because you're reclaiming space in your home and you're not keeping something for an eventuality that you're absolutely not guaranteed for so this has happened in our family in the last week Kirst. so i had always thought that i would keep my kids lego to play with my grandchildren yes because i love lego my kids love lego And I foresee this future of playing Lego with my grandkids. 
But then I realized that kids get great joy out of getting new Lego. Not so much great joy out of getting Nana's where there's just like boxes and boxes of pieces. Yes. So my kids have actually started selling off their Lego as they've finished using it. And my idea is they're going to sell it off. We don't have to keep it for the next 30 years. And then when I have grandchildren that are interested in Lego, I'm going to be an awesome grandma and just buy them Lego. And with your leg as it is at the moment, you won't be able to sit on the floor and play Lego. Oh, I will be on the floor (laughs) sitting with my grandchildren playing Lego. (laughs) (laughs) No, I look at the Lego that my my parents, my parents-in-law kept for Simon. Simon's kept it. My kids aren't playing with it, though. It's up in the roof. And so I'm like, dude, they're old enough now. We can bring it down and they can play with it. But my kids have got that much Lego. I don't know where we're going to store it because they've got an overabundance of Lego. So we need to make a decision in our family about that. I was working with a client this week and she was keeping some, um, she actually had this awesome table and it's a Lego table with five seats that come out of it. And that little storage pot in the middle. Yes. Yes. It's awesome. It was hers and her siblings when she was younger and she is, of an age that it is well loved and it is still in good condition. Yep. And she was like, I really want to keep it for my grandchildren. Mm. And I was like, that's awesome. Where are we going to keep it for your grandchildren? Because this room is eventually going to turn into a teenage retreat mm. and his seats are too small for teenage bottoms. They're probably not sitting around playing Lego. Once they're teenagers. No, and they're, they're moving out of this season. They're still playing with Lego, and they still probably will play with Lego for another couple of years, but they're not going to in the long term. So I was like, okay, let's have a plan for how we're going to store mm. this beautiful table, which is in good condition. Where are we going to store it for the at least 10 years' time, hopefully? <laughs> Yeah, if not I'm more. Hoping, but, but even like two and three year olds aren't playing Lego. So you're talking 15, 20 years probably. Yes. And so. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is it worth the storage? Or would it be awesome to buy a new table for your grandchildren? Christmas is sorted. Yeah. So it is very good to think about. She also, we kept some blocks that mm-hmm. were in great condition. They were her blocks from when she was little. Yeah. Her kids have played with it. Her kids are well past block stage, but it is a small bag and of great condition. And I very much encouraged her to keep that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with keeping things. I think you just want to make sure that they're in good enough condition and think about the fact that they're taking up precious real estate for decades. And what happens if you do downsize before grandchildren come along? I mean, you can make that decision then. Yeah. But be thoughtful and mindful about what you're actually keeping for the eventuality that may never occur. So Annie Kirsty and Annie Amy have <laughs> given you some home truths, I think, in this episode, perhaps more than we intended. But I think that um, is really helpful, hopefully, to you and that you've got some pointers out of there. You can take them on yourself. Or maybe they're, you know, you direct your adult children to this episode. Yes, if you need to tag your adult children, 
there's no shame. <laughs> you may be shaming them, but we won't. <laughs> we won't shame you for tagging your adult children in this episode. And if you've got parents who have been ho- holding on to things that you would love to encourage them to think more carefully about, tag them in it too. Yeah, and if you've got stuff at your parents and you have capacity to take it back, why don't you think about this weekend putting that plan into action? And even if you don't have capacity to take it back, (laughs) chuck it in the bin. Make a plan. (laughs) Have an amazing week. Thank you so much for joining us again and talking through this week's topic. And thanks, Owen, for sending it through the idea. We will catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, do a friend a favour and share this episode so they too can learn the art of decluttering. You can find me, Amy, over at simplyorganised.net or on Facebook as Simply Organised PO. You can find me, Kirsty, over at feelslikehome.net.au or on Facebook as Feels Like Home PO. Don't forget, you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, theartofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you love what you hear, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes. We hope you've enjoyed listening and that you've learned some tips to help you declutter and keep your home organised. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.